All right, everybody. So uh, we're here with uh, the Better Than Before podcast, uh, episode number two, and we have a great local. I would kind of call you uh, just a relic there when it go. comes to this there town because um, everyone known the Tom Zach family specifically when it comes to the gym, which is Body Tech. And I feel like every third person I talk to that lives in Frankfurt has a membership at Biotech or has worked out there at least once before they've moved out of the state. So um, super honored to have Steve Tomzak here, who is the, the manager and owner of Biotech Total Fitness. Thank you. So Steve, why don't you go ahead and you introduce yourself to, uh, I to everybody. I appreciate it. Uh, again, uh, just as uh, Jake had said, I'm Steve Tomzak and uh, uh, owner of Biotech Total Fitness and um, just a local resident, been here uh, many years. Awesome. Well, when it comes to why I had you on here, it's great because you've gone through the Lincoln Way continuum, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, tell me your path through playing at Lincoln Way and going okay. through Lincoln Way and to where you are now. I'm a graduate in 1989 from, from Lincoln Way. It was one school at the time. Yep. So a um, uh, student athlete there, um, played multiple sports. And uh, like I said, graduated in 89, played football there, went away to college, um, uh, came back after college and, and started, uh, uh, started at a health club. Started coaching in uh, 1994, still one Lincoln Way, mm -hmm. uh, under uh, uh, Rob Galimi. Right. Uh, so 94, and then uh, it rolled into 2000 when uh, Rob Zavonar took over uh, the second program at Lincoln Way East and was there up until roughly 2006. Got it. And mm -hmm. now let's talk about the family because football has been in mm -hmm. your guys' genes for a while. Right. So how – you played quarterback at Lincoln yes. Way, right? Yes, So – dissect the quarterbackness of the family well um uh there's there's six kids in our family uh three boys three girls um uh obviously the boys played football um uh, my dad was a high school coach um so we were all fortunate to play under him in high school uh he was a head coach at tf north high school so my two brothers mike and ron uh both were um, football players there and then he ended up coming over to Lincoln Way. He got out of coaching for a while, came back, and uh, fortunately, just when I was a junior, senior in high school, and, and I was fortunate to to play uh, under him. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, yeah, we were all, my brother Mike was, of course, quarterback, and myself, and then my brother Ron was defensive back, played at Western Illinois. So uh, it was kind of in our blood. Um, so we didn't have a whole lot of choices when it came to to growing up, you're six years old, you're playing football. That's right. Yeah. You know, in what we all know, and I feel like anyone who you talk to, anyone who's played football has the ability to say, I've learned X life lesson from right. the sport of being coached by other people or being playing with people that you haven't met on your first team, but then you grew up with them, sure. growing, through the, growing through the lines. And I'm sure you've made many football connections over the years of being within this community. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, guys that I still keep in touch with, coaches I still keep in touch with from time to time. But uh, you kind of you kind of touched on it with with athletics, football, uh, in this scenario here. But um, yeah, we we've learned a lot. Uh, it's great being coached by your father. I was very fortunate, but it's also being coached by other people. Uh, my dad was a big believer in that. Right. Um, learn instruction and direction and discipline from other people other than your parents. That goes a long way. Right. And now I think. Many people listening to this can make that connection to the Ron Tomzak um, black and blue game, right? Yes, and yes. when was that officially created then? Well, he passed away in 2007, so it was it was instantly that uh, that, year? That, that year, thanks to to Rob uh, Zavonar. I mean, he he was unbelievable. Uh, he had a tight connection with my dad, so uh, he said, "Hey, this is what we're going to do." He said, "As long as I'm here at school, this is what we're doing." Awesome. So honorary um, scrimmage 
and, um, and we give the scholarship fund every year to right. um, deserving players uh, after they graduate. And yeah, I mean, I give all thanks to Rob for, for continuing that. Well, it's just it's super neat because I don't think any other school builds up one, just a scrimmage where people right. kind of like, oh, kind of before the first yeah. uh, regular season game comes on, but then there's so much more meaning behind it. Yeah. Even after the year when the, when the scholarship is given out, it's truly a sign of whoever won that award is, they are someone in the community that just respects it, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's, it's more than just, just another award, right? Right, and it is very special. Yeah. I mean, these, these kids that um, are candidates, they have to, to write a letter uh, to to myself or my family and why they're deserving of it and it's something that Rob uh, demands of those guys anybody that that would you know be a possible candidate right and it's special I mean here we are 14 you know 14 years later and it's still going strong absolutely well, that's, that's that's awesome to hear well when it, when it comes to now your transition into fitness and creating a gym Obviously, working out uh, part of an athlete growing up and going through you know high school and playing in college. But what is that urge to say? All right, I'm going to create a gym and, and and do that route. Well, it started back in 1976, so it goes back a long way. I was only six years old. Uh, my my parents started a Nautilus Fitness Center in Orland Park right. in 1976, 1977, and we grew up there. I mean. We didn't, there were six kids in our family, but we didn't have a babysitter. They just took us to the, the club where they were working. And if we were there eight hours, 10 hours, You're there. we were there. Yeah. And then we started to work early, cleaning machines or, you know, even giving tours or working people out. Here, here's this 10 year old working an adult out and they didn't ask, you know, and, and the health club industry was kind of in its infancy anyways. Yeah. You know, you, you had a Chicago health club and you didn't have a whole lot of choices. So people were really following your lead. Uh, even if you're 10 years old. Even if you're 10 <laughs> years old. So, so it started there, and then that thing just kind of evolved into back in it again in 1994. We had a club, um, and we kind of outgrew that. And then 2002, that's where we transitioned to what we know as Body Tech today. And Body Tech, right. And so when it comes to Body Tech in itself, over the years, even since I've been growing up, shoot, I think my first gym membership was at Body Tech being like eight years old. Mm -hmm. It's grown in left right up down yeah. and even now a different location in joliet now how has fitness evolved as time has gone on and you have adapted the gym to right. the difference in fitness well it, it's changed changed a ton um my my mom and dad especially my dad is very passionate about strength and conditioning and and fitness for the individual uh to try and better themselves and stay healthy um so i kind of piggyback that into what we're doing but to, to your point, it has evolved to just stationary equipment, which that's what it was back in the day, Nautilus equipment. Mm -hmm. I think we had two Airdyne bikes. Wow. That was your cardio. <laughs> so that has evolved to, um, yeah, you still have your stationary equipment, but it's much more functional nowadays, as right. you know. Uh, need open space to be able to do what you want functionally. Uh, a lot of different types of, of cardiovascular equipment. People want to be able to run, run outside, run inside. Um, and do different, a lot of classes, but different types of classes, not right. just your jazzercise back in the day. Now you got boot camps and you got uh, high intensity interval training classes. You've got bar classes, yoga is real big. So it's right. much more encompassing, so many more spokes nowadays. Mm -hmm. And we have grown over the years to be able to accommodate even from a space standpoint to a um, services standpoint. Oh, yeah, and that's the interesting part. You named probably every single like there's studios that just do yoga mm -hmm. there's studios that just do high intensity interval training and you go to biotech and 
every one of those are offered. Yeah. So over the years, has that been your almost way of separating yourself from the classic, you know, gym that's just more of a chain in, in, in creation? Yes. We've had, I think we've had about five expansions since 2002. Here we are 13 years later. Um, or I'm sorry, more than that. Yeah. Shoot. But um, we have, um, as the industry has kind of evolved, you know, you can't just jump on every little thing gimmick. that gimmick, right, that, that's out there, but you kind of see kind of what sticks. Yeah, we've done some things that didn't stick, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I want to be able to serve the athletes. I want to be able to serve the general population, maybe the, the moms that want to be led by instructors or, or power lifters or uh, Olympic lifters or CrossFit people. Yes. Um, we want somebody to come in the door and say, yeah, that's my type of training. I, I like it. Or no, I, I want a personal trainer. I, I want to be told what to do. So yeah, we've, we've had to make sure that we can accommodate and we have the size to be able to do that. Cause some, some clubs just don't, I mean, they, they know what their niche is and they stay with it, mm-hmm. but they don't really have the ability to, to have, you know, change into the club like right. we do. So. Right. Well, that's what's super neat is now you walk in, if you're more of that from a CrossFit box, you can kind of just go into the right where it's that huge wide open space. You got your rings hanging, you got your rigs on the side, mm-hmm. you got your, you know, your um, power, power lifting racks on, against the wall there with your mirrors. Right. And then the middle is more your stationary mm-hmm. cardio. You go to the left and that's all your machines where it's, how big is that main We're, room? Uh, the main room, shoot, the main room's probably 12,000 square feet just right. in the main, I mean, both clubs here, uh, Malokina and Joliet, they're 30,000 square foot facilities, yeah. so they're not small. Right. Um, but yeah, so that's that's given us the opportunity to do that. Well now, okay, kind of, I have to kind of put on this point, now with the COVID aspect, mm-hmm. have you been able to utilize that huge gym footing almost to kind of, because it, it was the initial rule was 20% capacity. Yeah, right? yeah, fire code, yeah. So you were able to keep, with the gym size, yeah. a good amount of people, because it's so spread out, right? That, that, played, that played in our favor uh, mm-hmm. to have, uh, the way our gym's set up, and we have different rooms, as you're stating, to right. be able to um, accommodate you know, 25% right. capacity or whatever it was and, and, and safely do it. Right. So that helped us a ton. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. Now, that's awesome. So now with Body Tech and it's you, anyone that you talk to, it seems like Body Tech has its own culture to it, mm-hmm. right? Whether you're uh, all my old timers, they can understand where you're just someone that's been going to the gym since yeah. you're in the 30s, 40s, you're well in your 50s and 60s, and you're still waking up super early and right. getting to the gym. Uh, how would you say, you know, Body Tech's culture is? What's like that avatar person that, you know, is, is training at Body Tech? The, the culture is different depending on what time of the day you come in. I mean, you come in, as you know, you come in early. Mm-hmm. You come in early, 4, 4.30 in the morning. These are business people that are on a tight schedule. They don't have time to, to mess around. They come in, they get their stuff done, and they get out. So a lot of them are out by 5.30 because they got to catch a train or what have you. So they're very uh, disciplined in, in a time frame. And then you come in a little bit later in the morning, you might you get the moms or the retired individuals mm-hmm. have more time. Right. And then you come in the evening, four o'clock, that's a, five o'clock. That's a whole different animal. You right. got people after work that have time to they slow it down a little bit. Right. And they, they spend time there. They're, they might be there a couple hours. Right. Yeah. So you do have different cultures within that culture of the club. Right. Right. Depending on the time. Well, that's why it's even funny when patients come in and ask me and they'll say, Hey, you know, I, I want to get into working out now at a gym post COVID or wh- whatever it is. And I'll ask them, I go, what's your schedule like? And they'll say, well, I'm, I'm an early morning guy. I go, how early? They're like, ah, five. Eight. I go, 
is it frustrating when you, a gym opens only at 6 a.m.? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, well, I've got a place that opens almost like at 2 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, Steve yeah. Oh, darn near opens up that gym. You're right. there, I mean, how early? Four, four sometimes yeah, even four. threes. Unadvertised 4 o'clock. Yeah, unadvertised 4 a.m. Because right. yeah, yeah. you show up, and if you're one of the first cars in there, there's five other cars, yes. people sitting in there drinking coffee, just ready to people get. leaving at 4.30, and somebody else will be like, what time are you open? That's you right. Know? That's right. So, like, like you said, it's, it's really neat when you, you could talk to the right people and just know what time they, they work out, right. and the gym can accommodate to that crowd. Yeah. 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 Well, when it comes to you now, obviously, as a walking role model of your gym, um, you got the big build. You, you certainly have the athletic still nature of, mm. I played football in the past. What does your current fitness look like on the day-to-day or week by week? Well, I got the limp to, to act like I've, I've played sports back in the day. But, um, <laughs> the face still looks good. Yeah, thank it. you. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I, as far as my workout regimen, I, I'm working out six days a week, but I mix cardio and strength training. Um, I, I like to do it first thing in the morning early, mm-hmm. as, as you do. Mm-hmm to get your day started the right way. Right. Uh, not to say to get it out of the way, it t- sounds negative, but just to, it makes me feel good, get it started the right way. Yep. Um, it's like one of the hardest things I do all day, is even though I might do 50, 60 things in one day, right. it's one of the hardest things to get it done early. So just high intensity training, mm-hmm. um, and, then, and then mix that in with cardiovascular work, days in between, right. um, and uh, just be consistent, right. um, and kind of have a goal in mind, and. And the goal is to stay stay young and strong and live long and strong. Live right? as long as you can. Yeah. So paired with uh, six days a week training schedule, which your workouts are around an hour, mm-hmm. maybe an hour thirty max, yes. right? Because yeah. you're more of a when Steve's working out. If you have to talk to him, it's talk to him because like the toilet is about to overflow, yes. or there's someone that's like dying in the corner yeah. of the gym because he's headphones in and working out with just a passion because you wear the heart rate strap too. Yeah, right? I do that. Yeah. So you keep yeah. a constant heart rate, so it's constantly moving. And there's nothing in the headphones, but I just give people that image, and then don't make eye contact. That's the key. <laughs> so when, when people are on certain machines, just for certainly don't yeah, yeah. make eye contact. Well, Unless things break down at 4 o'clock in the morning or 4.30 in the morning, then they <laughs> then do you it can at tell. Time. Yeah. So when it comes to on top of that training aspect, what have you done dietary? Because I always tell people exercise is important, but mm-hmm. diet is critical, right? I don't eat like I used to. Um, via athlete or via just early age years? and via athlete. Okay. I mean, they probably go hand in hand, but you know, in the twenties, as you know, you could eat a lot and, and, um, maybe struggle to, to put on weight mm-hmm. if you're a hard gainer, like I was, mm-hmm. um, not always the healthiest food, but, um, not a ton of fast food, but when you're younger still, you just volume wise, you could eat a lot more. Right. So now I just don't eat as much as I did. I don't eat until I'm stuffed. Like we all used to probably. Uh, better choices, um, and uh, you know, try and keep sugar down, try you know, sodas down, yeah. fast food down, those yeah. sort of things. But um, consistency. I right. mean, I probably eat the same thing week in and week out. My wife would tell you, and, but um, um, I'm just kind of a creature of habit. Right. So yeah, I've made changes, and they've been subtle mm-hmm. over the years. But I know if I if I ate a little bit more, you can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, so you just kind of stay consistent. And if it works for me, I'm, I'm doing that. And, and obviously going to the doctor every year right. for, for blood work and, and checkups and don't look like that sort of thing. So, right. so that kind of keeps me in check. Absolutely. And because I always tell people, even day by day, you can't make a huge change into your dietary aspects to stay by day. But if you're now having cookies every single yeah. night for the next three weeks or four weeks, then now that's a huge change. Because right? sure. I'm sure there's nights where you 
you know, broaden your, your dietary yeah. choices just because of maybe a special occasion. Yeah. And there's certainly things that you still have, but it's just not on that consistent regimen, right? And, and, yeah, and I read something a long time ago, real simple, but they said if you're doing something six out of seven times correctly, that's a win. So if that's, if that's in regards to eating, right. if there's one day or a moment where you're not as strict as you were, that's, that's not going to break you, yeah. you know, if you're yeah. doing something right six other days. And that's, it's, it's interesting because people always ask me, oh, do you do any uh, cheat days? I go, one, wh why do we have to have to be a whole day, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Can we make it at least one, at least if we're going to do something like that, it's a cheat meal because one out of, you know, 50 yeah. meals that I have an entire week, but not that certainly one day out of only seven days, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so paint me just through a normal day of eating for you throughout the week. Okay, you work so, out at 4, 4.30 in the morning. Yeah, I mean, I get up. Three o'clock probably. Yeah. Um, eat eat uh, cereal, bowl of cereal, um, and then I'm off. You know, maybe some yogurt or fruit, mm -hmm. and then I'm off to work. Work out after my workout. Again, I have more fruit, mm -hmm. um, and then I I eat my lunch early. I'm eating lunch at like 9:30 in the morning. Well, and, early uh, to most people, but yeah, you've been up for yeah. seven hours. Yeah, and then and then uh, afternoon again, probably another snack, whether it's more fruit or more uh, yogurt or something like that, mm -hmm. and then. And then dinner and that's it i usually don't eat after dinner and, and my dinners are six seven o'clock with the family and it's awesome and that's it yeah we'll well, start all over again and and that's that's what's interesting with it is that you find enjoyment with your routine but the routine isn't anything spectacular right everyone that i talk to that has a, a routine like that it's never like oh my gosh that's inspiring yeah. it's just like no, it's, it's not. I, it, it works we know for fruit's me. good for us. We yeah. know Greek, it's probably Greek yogurt yeah. that you're having yeah. is good for us. It has some protein content in it. And we know at dinner, you probably have another lean source of mm -hmm. protein in mm -hmm. there. But it's a consistent aspect of this is what I do at least Monday through Friday. Sure. And then that's what allows us to kind of build on that. Yep. Right? Yeah, that's it. I mean, we're working. I'm consistent. Right. Um, and um, it's, it's, it works. Right. It works. Right. Only consistency allows you to measure the result of whatever you're doing. Because mm -hmm. if you're changing something every day, well, a month later, how, how did that go? Well, I don't know. Try to figure out what you were doing wrong. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, lastly, how I always close out these podcasts is I ask my, my guests one or two habits that they have either used to get them to where they're at now or one or two habits that you just stick to now on a daily basis that allows you to excel yourself, the gym, um, and the community forward? I'll give all the credit to my parents. Um, we were taught early on to work hard. Um, if it's something that you, you want um, to achieve, work hard at it. Don't complain and be consistent. Right. So I think that's one thing that's always carried me through, um, uh, hanging out with my dad for so many years and just kind of being his shadow. Um, he wasn't a complainer. Yeah. He was a hard worker, and that kind of rubbed off on me. Um, and that's, that's my go-to. Mm -hmm. I don't think about it. That's just, that's just what I do. Um, and just take pride in being consistent. So if I'm doing something, when we started a club in 1994, here we are in 2021 and I'm still doing that same stuff. Right. And, uh, trying to make sure it's quality, whatever we're doing and just work hard at, at the, at the end goal. Right. Well, and knowing even your sons now with working through them, with them at East mm -hmm. or even individually, I think that mold is continuing to go down the, the, the valley because they are growing images of both Thank yourself. You. Thanks. And, and Thanks. Hope that but it, it's true like that because it's as a family, it's just you're the walking image of what that son or what that daughter is looking at every right. single day, right? Um, that's why when people even ask me too, they're like, well, where do you see yourself in 15 years? Like, oh, probably look at my dad, whatever yeah. he's doing, because I just yeah. follow his footsteps. And I think every, every family that has that top, close tie connection 
Uh, you can look. Yeah, look and down. you pick that stuff up through just their actions, right? Not so much their their words. So. Right. Right. just kind of rubs off because yeah. that's the way it's supposed to be done right that's right that's right yeah. well thank you steve i can't th th yeah thank it. you so much and uh, again steve owner of Biotech total fitness uh, location uh, right off of lagrange, lagrange road, road yeah. um, on the border of frankfurt and 198th in lagrange yeah P perfect and uh, as you know the undisclosed four hour four a.m start to <laughs> what time do we shut down usually during the week uh now it's 10 o'clock starting next week 10 o'clock yeah. well yeah. steve is not there to shut down nope. but he's there to open up for sure well thank you very much thanks, steve. appreciate it thanks buddy thank yep. you